0: Hi, I'm Sally. And I'm Ray. Welcome to an episode of Reason for Being, where we bring you along on our journey of self discovery, the universe, and all of the magic in between. Tune in weekly for our latest experiences and guest speakers, where no topic or emotion is off the table. Let's get out of our heads and into our hearts. This, this is our, our Reason, Reason for Being. Hello, hello. It is just Ray this week. Sally is away on a much-needed holiday in Bali, so I'm going to hold the fort for us this week. So we had a few people after the first episode reach out and say that they would like me to elaborate on uh, my marriage and why it ended, and so I thought, why not do that while Sally's away, just to save her from reliving that with me? (laughs) but she has given me some questions that she would like me to answer and i thought i could kind of just go through some of the dynamics of the relationship and then i'll get into her questions so just starting off i would say i got into the relationship when i was 22 and we were together for 10 years and I had very low self-esteem throughout my teenage years and so, you know, anyone who showed me attention or validated me was like, yep, that's a green flag for me, that sounds good and um, I, yeah, I guess like all of us, we've been conditioned th- since we were babies through, you know, Disney movies and all of that of... Seeking a fairy tale, and um, yeah, I guess we've we have celebrities and and all of those people who have kind of shown us what is supposed to be normal, um, and so I guess you could say I had never really anchored in and become aware of what it was that I truly wanted out of a relationship, and um, as a result of that, I would get myself into these superficial. Relationships, and you know something I have learned since leaving is that both of my long-term relationships were covert contracts, and I would say that it was on both ends that it was a covert contract, which is an unspoken agreement um, that you believe exists between you and your partner, even if you've never communicated it, and you know, I'm sure a lot of people can probably relate to that. It's all of us have this fantasy in our minds <laughs> and when people don't live up to that, then we get upset and, and we have a big fight, but really it's probably because we haven't really taken ownership or communicated properly what our expectations are. So when I met my ex... It was a whirlwind romance which we said in the first episode and we had a lot of fun. Like he worked fly and fly out then and, um, you know, when he was home we'd always go out to nice dinners or go away. Like we were always doing something and he was very affectionate and um, forthcoming with, you know, telling me how much he loved me which is, you know, that's all I wanted was to to feel validated and, um, yeah, to feel loved by, especially a man. Um, so it didn't take long. I think it was within probably two months that, you know, some red flags started to show and, uh, what those were, were, um, for one, you know, going out and getting girls numbers or, um, Saying he would do one thing and doing another thing, just yeah, inconsistent with his word. And I guess also, he used to drink quite a bit. And it was within a few months that you know, he had kind of let slip ways that he was before he got into the relationship with me, um, <laughs> you know, like a bit of a playboy. And I don't know, just just a regular bloke (laughs) and um yeah I remember when he kind of started letting slide some of those things feeling like ugh, I don't like that but I never communicated that I was just like oh I'm sure it'll be different this time like I'm sure I'll be able to change him which you know towards the end of the relationship he had matured A lot more but yeah by the end of the relationship it was just too late for me Um, and it wasn't all his fault you know I had um, some childhood trauma and the low self-esteem and all of that was also playing a part so um, it wasn't all him you know sometimes he wouldn't do anything that extreme but you know my trauma would be like oh my god this is fucking terrible and so I would act out based off of that and um yeah I just I wasn't aware of it at the time um so yeah there was a few things that just made me feel I never felt like I could fully trust him never ever felt that way and um You know, when things would happen and I would confront him, more often than not, he would never take ownership for it. He would gaslight me and be like, nope, nope, that didn't happen, didn't happen. Even if I had concrete evidence, it would still be that didn't happen. Um, So after a while, for me, I just got over that. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I'm not playing this game anymore. Um... And, yeah, I mean, we, the relationship wasn't terrible. There was a lot of good things but, uh, I don't know, there was just always something missing and it was hard because I didn't know myself in the relationship and so I was just, you know, going along and morphing into whatever he needed and um, I wasn't paying any attention to like what I needed or I was too scared to communicate what I needed, you know. Any time I'd go to communicate, I would just start crying because <laughs> it was so hard for me to get the words out. And sometimes when I did communicate, um, it wasn't met in a supportive way. It would, you know, I'd get belittled or um, yeah, he just again wouldn't wouldn't handle me with like compassion or um he wouldn't even try and understand me he would just be like oh my god like here we go and so there was a lot of situations where um I guess I felt like I won't bother communicating my feelings because it's not going to get um received for one (laughs) he's not going to try and understand it and um yeah that just kind of played a role in everything in the relationship like him and I just never spoke the same language it didn't matter what we were doing if it was renovating the house and it was you know selecting a paint color or you know what to do for dinner or anything like it was always there was always tension there and it was just like we never understood each other it was always an argument to try and be understood and that again was just like, oh, I can't be bothered dealing with this stuff anymore. Um, you know, I I don't think arguments in relationships are bad, but I do think it's the way that you argue and it's the way that you resolve it that's everything. And yeah, him and I just hardly ever were able to have a good argument. Normally it would end up sweeping shit under the rug and, you know. I mean, eventually there's a big bump under the rug and you can't hide it anymore. (laughs) So uh, I feel like I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, so I'm going to have to rein it in a bit. But um, those were definitely some of the dynamics. So there was like not communicating, not being consistent, me never fully trusting. Um, Yeah, and it just towards the end it was when um when we had our daughter and I just I guess my priorities shifted a bit and I I just felt like oh I can't do this anymore like I just wasn't feeling happy in the relationship and uh yeah there were so many times I would say to him like it's really important to me that you communicate with me and one he would either be like yep yep totally understand I'll do that but he just he could really do anything for longer than two weeks <laughs> you know <laughs> and that used to grind me like I don't know inconsistency used to drive me nuts and um, if it wasn't yep I'll do it Then it was, oh, okay, or I'll let you know every time I go to the toilet as well, okay? I'll I'll tell you everything. So then it would, yeah, it was either supportive but not honoring it or, um, you know, being sarcastic and disrespectful when I'm trying to communicate a need to you. And, again, that just wore thin on me, Um, you know. Eventually it just got to the point where I basically turned into a mute. I was like a concrete slab the last year of the relationship because I was just I don't know I was just done (laughs) I was like (laughs) I didn't know how to get out of it but yeah I just felt so done with it all um so I'm just having a look at Sally's questions um yeah okay I'm back (laughs) so on the 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 end of the relationship how I said I was like a concrete slab and I had a lot of people saying that to me you know um I wasn't really socializing with anyone I was very quiet um you know my husband was saying oh you're so cold like everyone says you're so cold my mum would call me and she was like you're really cold like there's just there's like no life about you and yeah it was just like everyone had obviously kind of had words with each other <laughs> and decided that Ray was really everyone thought I had post is it postpartum yeah postpartum depression and I remember looking I was like "Nope, nah, I definitely don't have that but I do definitely feel depressed <laughs> and I felt like I was stuck in my body and I just remember saying like, I just feel like I want to crawl out of my skin because I just felt so like suppressed and I don't know, I just felt like a volcano that wanted to erupt because I just felt like, get me, get me out of (laughs) here. Um, so why it ended, we had been having troubles, um, you know, for probably a year and a half and we'd been seeing counsellors and all of that but when it ended was in November last year and uh, it was so obviously I didn't get vaccinated against COVID and, um, yeah, one day I went to grab the car keys and I saw um, a card sticking out of his wallet and it said, vaccination I was like oh what the fuck's that and it turned out that he had gone to get the um the COVID jab five days before that and I mean it wasn't necessarily because he got the jab um because I'm open to dating people now that I've gotten it so it's not it wasn't that it was more so again like again you're not communicating with me and you're doing shit behind my back and I'm just done like that to me I was just like I'm so done because you know that day he was like oh I'm just gonna go um buy some work shirts and you know when he came home from so it was obviously there was one of those big vaccination pop-up things by the shops um but yeah he came home and he's like oh look at the shirts like he made such a deal of like look at the shirts I got, like, blah, 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 but not once did he, you know, mention said thing. And, um, yeah, when I found the card, I went out to his shed and I was like, hey, uh, is there anything you want to tell me? And he's like, Nah, why? What, what? Like, and then he did the whole, like, what do you know? Like, what do you know? What, what, what do you want me to tell you? And I was just like, are you serious? Like, that again to me was just like made my blood boil, <laughs> like I can't even explain <laughs> the, I was just like, oh, no, you did not, <laughs> um, yeah, so then, yeah, he said, oh, I told myself that if you asked me, I would tell you, but I wasn't going to tell you otherwise, and, you know, it's kind of like, well, if that's what you're going to do, it's probably not a good, good relationship to be in you know and before that when we decided to go to counselling you know we had a disagreement over it wasn't even it was minor but it just became apparent to me that he was going to everyone else and talking about his issues but he wasn't coming to me and he was really um to me it was like he was playing into the victim a lot And there was a lot of like, you know, poor me and in some aspects, yeah, I agree, like poor you, it would have sucked being with someone who, you know, wasn't in love with you anymore and I do get that but it was also like I would say to him, talk to me, like you're not going to get any remedy speaking to someone else, like you have to talk to me and then he would say, well, I don't feel like I can talk to you and you know, that again, that's a problem for me. I was like, why are you in a relationship with someone that you feel like you can't talk to? <laughs> um, so yeah, that those were some of the, the really challenging aspects of the relationship. And those were really the things that ended up ending it. Cause I just reached a point where I was like, you know what, it's not even worth it anymore. Like I just, I didn't want to fight and I didn't want to point fingers. I was just like, let's just, call it quits now because I'm done um so ending the relationship that was really hard because uh we were stuck in the same house for three or four months that was so hard um but even after that when I moved out uh you know I really really spent a lot of time alone and I, I had to take a very good hard look in the mirror <laughs> and realise, like, my part in all of it, you know. I realised just how codependent I was in the relationship. That was so hard to look at, like, when you actually zoom out a bit and, and yeah, realise, like, the manipulation and, um, yeah, just so many things where I was, you know, feeling... Like I had been hard done by because, you know, this person's not always honest with me. Um, but then I was like, but like what part am I playing in this? You know, I was letting him financially support me and, um, and I was also not paying attention to myself and my boundaries and my needs and I was doing whatever I could to kind of keep the peace until I got to a point in the relationship where I was like a monster <laughs> because I was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> but And that, that was my fault. So, you know, after leaving, I had to take radical self-responsibility and be like, okay, I'm feeling really unhappy right now. But, you know, I spent so much time crying and um, doubting my decision and, yeah it was really difficult, but I had to take a good hard look at myself and be like, how did I bring this upon myself? Like the only reason I'm suffering right now is because I was never honest with myself. I knew how I felt within two months of being with him. I saw the red flags and I knew what was going on, but I wasn't honoring that. I was too caught up in like this fantasy that I had created. I was like caught up in the potential. I was just like, okay, you're doing some stuff that I really don't agree with, but I have got this fantasy in my mind and I'm not ready to let it go because I'm petrified of what that means, you know. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that was tough being looking in the mirror and being like, well, you have no one to thank but yourself with this pain that you're in right now. Um, you know I also recognized that him and I just we didn't want the same things and that's why everything was an argument because him and I did not want the same things at all <laughs> and you know towards the end I just was at peace with it and I just thought you know what him and I are not going to evolve and we're not going to grow together and I am not going to deny myself the life that I want to live in order to keep someone else happy like I have to put myself and my happiness first um you know and then what are some other things that I yeah when we were doing counseling and you know the things that he would say so I obviously kind of went on a bit of a spiritual path um and He was very uncomfortable with the whole thing. He always used to say, why do you want to change yourself for? Like, I liked you so much better at the beginning. And I was just like, you liked me so much at the beginning because I was literally just morphing into you and doing everything that you wanted because I didn't know what I wanted, (laughs) you know. And so it was a very one-sided thing. Um, You know, him and I could never talk about anything deep or anything that mattered to me. It always, we basically had to just stay on like superficial small talk. Otherwise, we would normally get into an argument. Um, And yeah, so when we were doing counselling, I just realised that the only way for this relationship to be happy was if I altered myself and moulded myself into what he wanted. And I didn't want to do that. I just didn't want to do it. Um, Another thing actually that um, I found out a few months ago, I got an astrology reading. So I got like a chart reading and also about my current transits. And um, my uh, Pluto is in Scorpio in the seventh house. And that is the house of relationships. And that dynamic is... Kind of one of like power struggles, not like trustworthy, normally, you know, issues with communication and basically my marriage in a nutshell. And um, the lady said that usually women experience their Pluto and Scorpio through their partners and men usually act theirs out. And uh, she said, I bet you any money your ex either has his Pluto in Scorpio or he's got a bit of um, Scorpio and Pluto in his chart. Um, And, yeah, so I looked it up and his Scorpio is in Pluto and he does have a bit of Scorpio in there. So totally sums it up. Um, But in that, I would say another point she made was that I, um, last year, was actually meant to have a relationship breakdown and a career breakdown which I had both of those things and it's it's just good to know deep down I knew that I was making the right decision um but yeah it's it's it is really nice to know you know once you get a little outside opinion that everything that happened was meant to happen and it's all for my benefit and I I do know that deep down so I guess something to take away there is just to really like check in you know with with yourself and and trust yourself a bit more because if I did that I literally wouldn't have gone through 10 years <laughs> so yeah um I will go on to Sally's questions now cuz yeah I don't want today's one to be like insanely long um so her first question was how long did you feel your marriage was over before ending it And I would say um, probably a year and a half before ending it. Um, And I did, I raised it with him. So I I wasn't suffering in silence. There was quite a few occasions where I brought up to him like, hey, I'm struggling here. And if things don't change, I I don't know if I can see this lasting forever. Um, And March last year, I went and spoke to him. And I told him that I didn't love him anymore, which was really hard. Like I can imagine how hard being on the receiving end of that would be. Um, and it's not because, you know, he was not a bad guy at all. He's a really nice guy. And, you know, him and I have a really good relationship now still, but we just were not on the same page with anything. And and that was the the biggest thing. And for me, when we ended it, it was wasn't like you're bad and I'm good or I'm bad and you're good. For me, I was just like, why can't it just be a decision that we've made? Because like, you know, we're just being honest. (laughs) Like, why does someone always have to be in the wrong when you end a relationship? Maybe it's just served its purpose and it's done, you know? Um, But yeah, so obviously when I told him that, then he was on like damage control mode and, you know, wanted to do everything to salvage it. But for me... It was, yeah, it was just not salvageable. It was just done for me. Um, So Sally's next question was, what was the scariest aspect of leaving your husband? And I would say that the scariest thing for me was ruining Indy's family. Like my daughter, I I didn't want to ruin her family. So, and also just... I didn't know what it meant you know I hadn't thought it through at all like you know some people get their ducks in a row and then they do it I didn't do it that way (laughs) I ended it and then I was just like oh my god (laughs) this is so hard but um yeah I I think also it was just that we had been through so much over the 10 years that it was almost like oh has it been a waste (laughs) you know kind of wanting to keep fighting for it because of all the things that we had been through. Um, And then also I would probably say just, you know, like the comfort and familiarity of, you know, the life that we had built together. So the next question was how much did fitting into society's example of the perfect life impact you not wanting to leave and start again on your own? Um, which, yeah, I guess that ties into the the comfort and familiarity of the life you've, you've built together. You know, we had the dog, the house. We just renovated the house. We had a child, you know. On paper, we did have the perfect little family. Um, But we just couldn't get it together. Like, we just could not communicate to save our lives. And, it, yeah, it was just... It just couldn't... Couldn't survive. <laughs> and so... I think fitting into society's norm was probably more of a thing for him because I would always be like, you know, I have pretty out there ideas on some things and he would always be like, but everyone else this, but everyone else that. And I'd be like, but I'm not everyone else. Like I don't care about that stuff. I always used to say I don't care about that stuff. Um, so it didn't really affect me that much. But I do know that some people are very attached to, you know, their houses and, you know, all of that stuff. Whereas for me, I was like, yeah, it's kind of scary, the idea of just like walking away from all of this stuff. But um, what would be even scary? I would be, you know, being on my deathbed and being like, fucking hell, I really could have lived a better life. <laughs> um, so the next question is what tips do you have for other women who are struggling in their long-term partnerships who are considering leaving oh god um the first thing I would say is why are you struggling like are you clear on why it is that you're struggling um and are you taking responsibility for that because I think sometimes and I have been in this boat so I'm not pointing the finger at people but we kind of put our happiness and everything on another person and it's not their responsibility it's our responsibility to be happy so if you're not happy you need to get clear on why it is like are there you know are there needs that are not being met have you communicated those needs um you know are you being completely honest with yourself are you trying to fit a square into a circle or you know, is there potential there still? Have you communicated with your partner? You know, if, if me and my ex were able to communicate properly and, you know, resolve conflicts properly, we probably could have survived but we couldn't do that and so that just didn't happen. Um, but, yeah, I would I would just say get clear on why you're not happy and then go from there. And if it's, you know, oh, I'm just not attracted to them anymore or um, I don't trust them or, you know, he's disrespectful to me or any of those things. Well, then it's, it's either maybe seek professional help or um, have the conversation with them. And if you have to give them a chance to respond and based off of that, then you can kind of problem solve from there. I think... Sometimes we have a tendency to run away from relationships and problems too soon um, and then other times there, yeah, there's just no resolution. So yeah, I guess it's just figuring out what's true for you and just make sure that you are being completely honest with yourself because if you are, then you'll know the answer. Um, okay, next question. How are you finding dating life post-divorce? <laughs> um, I mean, it's kind of non-existent. <laughs> but um, I dabbled in a bit of dating in, I don't know, I, I just stayed single for seven, seven-ish 7 months um, after the separation and then I dipped my toe in the dating pool and... How I'm finding it, I mean, look, all of the guys, I say all the guys, I've been on three dates, all of the guys (laughs) that I dated have been very nice. Um, However, I found myself getting a little bit attached to one and that kind of forced me to do a bit more self-work because, um, yeah, he rejected me (laughs) and then I just found myself kind of trying to um I don't know I was trying to make it something that it wasn't and the funny thing is is like before the first date I, I actually didn't want to go on the first date and um I went on the first date there we go where you're not listening to yourself and he kind of reminded me, not looks-wise, but just um, how he was. Some aspects of him kind of reminded me of my ex. And I had to kind of reflect and think, like, did I get kind of attached there because um, I felt comfortable and familiar in that? Because, you know, once I did a bit of work around it, I realised it would have been another covert contract. And I also know... <laughs> that, you know, after a few months, I probably would have gotten over it because it wasn't what I wanted at all. So um, yeah, again, there's being completely honest with yourself and why you're doing certain things. Um, So after that scenario, I took a break from dating and I'm just opening myself up to it again. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we'll see how we go this time. I'm Practising being a bit more self-aware and um, also paying more attention to, uh, I guess, what they're showing me without me kind of digging for it. Um, so the next question is, what is your biggest fear about dating again? And what are the green flags that I'm looking for? Um, I've said from the start that my biggest fear is... Um, kind of losing myself in a relationship again because that's obviously been my tendency, my past two relationships just totally morphing into their idea of the perfect woman. And I would say that when I started dating again, I noticed myself kind of um, trying to morph into what they would like instead of just honouring my kind of weird and crazy ways so um that's my biggest fear I think also my biggest fear is as my ex always says that I'm like in the he calls me the one percent so it's like the things that I desire in life and um you know my ways of being are in like the one percent so I'm not like most people um and so, my fear is that it's going to be really fucking hard to find someone who I'm actually compatible with. Um, yeah, but we'll see. Um, green flags that I'm looking for. I would say someone who knows what they want and they're upfront about it. I don't want to be playing any guessing games. And I would also just say someone who's consistent. Um, and another thing that's a green flag for me is someone who takes the lead. I, I like the man to take charge. I like him to do not all but most of the planning. And, yeah, just, I like him knowing what it is that he actually wants. And that doesn't have to be, like, marriage and being locked down, but it's being clear in, like, who you are, what you stand for and living your life from there. Um, yeah, so... That was all of Sally's questions and I hope that that gave everyone a, um, a clear understanding of why the relationship ended and, you know, I've had people reach out to me, I'm assuming they've had, you know, arguments or whatever and kind of like, oh, how, like how did you leave the relationship and it's not something that I took lightly, you know, it's something that was on my mind for a long time and we did try but... That, yeah, there just was no salvaging. And, you know, if you do want to leave your relationship and you would like some help, (laughs) you send me a message. I'm happy to, like, give you some tips. But, you know, I would always say just try not to be a victim, for one, and understand, too, that everyone's doing the best that they can with what they know. And it's not, you know as frustrating as it is when a relationship doesn't go as you plan for it to, that doesn't necessarily make the other person bad. Um, And so it's just, you know, respecting them still and kind of just being like, yep, live and let live. We don't have to hate each other. That's probably the biggest thing that I hate about most separations is how toxic they become and how people kind of turn it into this you know, smear campaign and, you know, like I'm going to ruin his life and and take him for all he's worth and all of that stuff and it's just so unnecessary. Um, So, yeah, I think that's another place where women particularly have to kind of start taking a bit of ownership for, you know, our toxic ways of being and ways that, you know, we can potentially ruin a man's life because we're not taking ownership for ourselves. So, yeah, Um, I hope I didn't go too far off track there and I hope all of that made sense because I kind of zoned out halfway. But, um, yeah, until next time, goodbye.